Hello and welcome to the David Francisco podcast. I hope you're doing great. So good to have you here. Today it's a Learn the Ropes edition of the podcast. If you don't know, Learn the Ropes is basically like a, a series of podcasts and videos that I do that talk about wrestling training and are directed at professional wrestling trainees, but I'm sure that all the stories we tell and all the advice we give can be applied in a lot of fields, not just professional wrestling. So I'm sure that you'll be able to get something out of these editions as well. If you go back on the feed, you'll be able to hear a lot of Learn the Ropes editions. This one is with the OJMO. It was a great conversation we had about his beginning in wrestling, from starting his training at the beginner's course all the way to debuting directly with progress. He has great insight, great stories to tell, and I'm sure that we'll all be able to learn a little bit from his experiences. So let's get to it. It's Learn the Ropes with the OJMO. So what made you join the beginner course and decide that you wanted to start training to be a wrestler? Um, depends how deep I want to get into it, but the main thing was always it being a dream of mine to do. Um, for, for some reason, every, anytime I was like timid about it, or if I would just for fun, Google wrestling schools, nothing would ever come up in London. For some reason, it was always like random towns that I've just, that I've, or random counties in the UK that I've barely heard of. So in my mind, I was like, wrestling is just far away from me. Uh, and it was only until 2016 that I did see uh, a place in London. But the, the, the cool thing about it, or what, what made it stand out to me, the Progress Wrestling School, was, again, the Progress Wrestling part of it, which I'm sure it did for many other people. And I didn't watch British indie wrestling, so I had no real grasp of that there was something going on like a boom, but there was, I think I had started to like dabble around like Reddit and stuff at the time by that point. And I saw a, a clip of William Eva winning the world title and just like him winning the world title and the pop of him walking out of him, getting the three count of him being um, carried in the crowd. That really stuck with me. And then there was another clip of Regal, uh, doing a speech kind of like before the show started just being like oh i'm just here just hanging out because he just came to watch the show and like so someone filmed it on their phone and then they posted it being like regal's at this show and i was like a guy that's like training you weren't training yet no i wasn't training yet oh man that's great i remember that i remember that show and i'm like oh man it's been a while or it just hasn't been long enough for you i don't know which one it is it's crazy that like yeah like i hadn't i hadn't even started at that point even though that was like just about around about the time that uk tournament was going to start but um i had seen these things and i just kept hearing progress and also it blew my mind i can't believe i had no idea that there was wrestling going on in camden when i'm living in old street like it's so close not only is it in london but it's so close to me and it's just this raucous crate and that is the thing about a lot of wrestling if you don't know that it's happening you don't know it's happening like you can walk past the ballroom have no idea what's going on in there same with nearly any other wrestling venue so i'd heard about progress and i'd seen those things that really stood out to me and then i was like well there's a training school so this must be the place to go if regal <laughs> is popping down to their shows, then this must be the place to train. And like the day that I put the money down, the next day, uh, 
the press release came out that they announced the United Kingdom tournament. So I was like, well, that looks oh. that's a pretty looking title. I'd like to have that one day. Um, <laughs> and I'm a guy who's never bought um, wrestling belts. I don't have any wrestling belts ever. I just didn't like the idea of getting them. And I think the idea was in my mind, I was like, I don't know. I just feel like I should, you should win those, not buy them. So I saw that and I was like, well, that's the belt I want. Um, so I, I started my career and I just kind of was like fate that like, it, it, it kind of just, <laughs> they started up their tournament. They announced it the day after I, I put money down to start training to be a wrestler. And so the month that I started was January the 6th, 2017. That's the, also the month that the UK tournament actually went underway. And then to know that Roy Johnson was in the UK tournament and he was he trained at the Projo was just like, okay, well, I'm definitely in the right place then. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, and, and it's kind of like, as soon as I went, I just never looked back. I was like, here it is. I'm going to make sure that I put my all into this. One of the things that I remember we talking about a lot, um, and this may only interest me, but it interests me, <laughs> uh, is the fact that you really enjoyed the aspect of it being a course and a payment down um, for you to, to, to like... You, you committed yourself to these eight weeks already, so it's do or die, as opposed to uh, being um, like classes pay as you go. And you think that if you if it was classes pay as you go, that you would probably would have never joined a wrestling school. Do you still feel that way? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a personality thing in the sense that, you know, I have, a, <laughs> I guess I'm saying I have commitment issues <laughs> um, in in the sense of like, I probably would have gone to, like, you know, again, like, I'm sure like there was, yeah, there was one point when I was pay as you go that it was, it was 10 pounds to do a session. So like, I absolutely would have gone to, you know, a few sessions, but then I would have dropped off. I've been like, yeah, I'm doing it here and there, but then there's no like real need for me to keep going. But I feel like I feel like a lot of people are in the same boat where if you put down a payment which is you know over a hundred pounds, nearly two hundred pounds, you've kind of told yourself, all right, well, if I don't keep going, I'm wasting my money. So I'm at least gonna go for this time. I, I'm I know that I'm gonna go for this time period at the very least, and and also it's not that much money in the grand scheme of things. So if you're able to get that money aside and put it down. It just kind of tells me that you are like serious about actually wanting to give this a go. But what made you not quit after the course was done? Because um, for those who don't know, um, at least when Michael started training, um, I keep going back and forth between Michael and OGMO. It's really funny. Um, <laughs> when when you started training, um, it like the beginners is the beginners course is a course, but then once you finish that course and you move up to intermediate, then it becomes pay as you go classes, and um, and you just you put in the amount of time that you want to put in. That level of commitment isn't there. Um, what made you um, after that not go down on that level of commitment? Is it the fact that you started already? I think I was so far in added to the fact that I actually believed in myself as in, I was like, Oh my God, not only am I, have I just put this much effort into it for the, for the length of the course, but I actually think I'm good at this. 
And that's, I guess, the, the, the big driving force. And I thought, right, I'm actually going to give this a go. And here, here's another, like, aside of, like, so people will often point to me and say, yeah, man, you just took to this really easily or, like, you're naturally a flag. That's why you're so good at this. And I'm not saying those things aren't exactly true, but, like, you can't say that I didn't work hard because, okay, so the beginner's course ends. You can start doing intermediate sessions from as early as the next one on the timetable. It's the next I was, day. It was the next, oh, okay, so it was on Friday. Both, both, yeah, both the Thursday and the, and ooh, the, ooh. the Saturday one. No, it wouldn't. So no, Saturday would have been probably another beginner's assessment. Yeah. So, so it's so Sunday. Like, okay. Sunday at 10.30 to one thirty mm-hmm. was the first intermediate session. And that's so that, so like all the, I think they had like three beginners courses, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So Sunday is the day that they're all finished. Like that's like, I mean, if you do the numbers of how many people would have started in total in across all those three sessions, it's probably 60, maybe more. And then the amount that passed, maybe it's 30. And that's me being generous. The people that went to that intermediate session, it was just me and Keanu. Keanu was already a trainee. So I was the only beginner who had just passed the course that went to the first intermediate session possible. So that, in a, in a sense, tells you like um, how committed I was. And then if we want to break it down, the, the whole like weekly timetable, how it was back in the day, there was like a session every weekday from 6.30 to 9.30. But then there was like Tuesday, there was a session from like 11. And then uh, Thursday, there's the three to six. Saturday and Sunday, there's there's sessions in the morning. I went to every single session for months. <laughs> so much so that if I missed a session, people would think that something bad happened. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was committing myself to a level that I had never committed myself to for anything in my life, but also to an amount that I thought was necessary to even have a chance of success in wrestling. So there is that point of like, yeah, man, you took to it really well and easily and like that quickly and stuff like that. But also I was definitely going more than anybody else was to training. And yeah, I had like circumstances that allowed me to be able to do it. But the fact is, I did do it, and then I got a lot out of it for doing so. You didn't waste those circumstances. Do you? Um, I'm actually really interested in um, why, because, uh, like, yeah, I'm really interested in why the the follow through between people who finish the beginner course and pass and then continue their training in intermediate um, isn't there. And I do believe that the um, the extreme you go from you've committed to this already all the way to there's no commitment anymore is is one of the reasons why. And I guess another reason is people finding out that they actually because like after eight weeks the novelty wear, wears off, but the bumps are still mm-hmm. there. So um, like training wrestling isn't easy. Um, it's fun, but it's not easy. Um, and and that, and that may be it. And obviously like. There's the aspect of you being committed to it because you really wanted to do it, and maybe other people uh, didn't have the level of commitment that you are. But it does make me wonder why 
um, the that that transition phase is so low. Well, actually, I was going to say that, like that, that actually, I would argue that you know, you know, sometimes it's not fun, and I think that's a big part as to why maybe there is like a huge drop off. As in, obviously, there's some people who are just trying it just to see what happens, and if they find out it's not for them, it's not for them. There's some people who just do the course to just do the course, just so they get a taste of wrestling. But then, you know, you talk about the bumps and you talk about, you know, it's, you're wearing down your body and it doesn't feel good. So, you know, um, there is that aspect of it that isn't fun, as well as um, there might be that expectation in some people where, like, they think that after, you know, eight weeks of the beginner's course or however, six weeks, that they'll be able to have matches. And it just, you know, just takes a little bit longer than that. And so there are those people who are like, oh, wait, I can't, you know, have a match yet what what, what 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 i didn't know it would take this long i'm done so i i just i think there's that i had such a pessimism of what to expect getting out of it that anything was a bonus being put into the advanced class early on was something i didn't expect so i just saw it as a bonus and everything else that came after it especially in that first year was just i mean all bonuses and all things that I would have never imagined would have happened so quickly. Why do you think um, things happened so quickly? Again, like, uh, I, I just, I, I really look back and at the time, I, was, I mean, luck absolutely does play a part in it and I'm not um, naive enough to not think that. But I can't, I can't um, not think that I didn't work my ass off to make sure that I was good at this. And then there's like the knowledge that I brought to wrestling before I got into it, the knowledge of wrestling that I had before getting into it, being a lifelong fan, watching so many shoot interviews as well. Like, oh my God, like I think I'm the only one. I'm the weird one that never stopped watching wrestling. No matter what interview you listen to, no matter who it is, if they are the greatest wrestler of all time or if they're the newest trainee or the hot new indie sensation, anytime you, you interview them and you ask them, like, when did you start, like, about them watching wrestling, they will always, always say, yeah, I started watching us as a kid and I kind of grew out of it and I kind of stopped. Then I got back into it. I am the, the dumb idiot that never, <laughs> I'm the loser that never stopped watching. I was watching it through thick and thin. So I feel like my reward <laughs> for sticking with it is that I got to like progress faster than most would. And but, but and I say, I joke about that, but there is that kind of like um that mentality in my head of like uh I did have ideas and inklings by watching so many again RF video or tutorial or like you know shoots of the inner workings of wrestling or or like in the ring seminars that were online. I was watching these as I was a fan before I'd even stepped into ring. So I had ideas of what to expect at the very least. Um, so when I brought that in, so, so nothing in a way came to me as a surprise when I actually started wrestling. And I was ready of how to, also as well, how to conduct myself. Cause I'd you'd hear all the stories about who has heat and this person has heat. So I was like careful to conduct myself the right way, to learn the right way, to have an idea of how to do things in the ring already that I just feel like um, there was a lot that I wasn't necessarily, I was not, I, I was learning, but the word I wouldn't use is learning. It, a lot of it was kind of confirming 
or, or like reaffirming what uh, assumptions I already had about how to do a move or how to do this, that, and the other. I um I never thought of that. Um, n- not the way you're saying now. The thing which is very valid. I'm thinking about the um, the people saying that they always uh, fall out of wrestling and then come back in. Um, I'm I'm not going to let you take that all for yourself because the same thing happens to me, right? I I also never went out and in again of it ever since uh, I started watching a WrestleMania 21 that I've been watching. That may be the big difference though, because uh, like you started watching in like. 1986 uh you saw the first hogan match uh, in wwe okay, um, okay well <laughs> where well, in portugal wrestling way. arrived a bit later than that <laughs> uh <laughs> but it was a huge boom they sold 24 tickets in 48 hours so you know twenty-four thousand tickets Four. yeah um <laughs> 24 <laughs> they definitely sold 24 tickets in 48 hours you have approached um, circumstances, you've approached luck, you've approached uh, all these things you're saying that, yeah, uh, you were able to take advantage of, of all of this, right, and, and create what you did. Uh, I think that your point of already coming in with um, not only a lot of, like, let's call it tape study, but it's not like you stepping through the door to knuckle locks was the first time you ever uh, thought of wrestling in a learning environment. You, you were doing that before. Um, and even before that, there's another aspect, which is your acting background, right? Um, mm. Which, which you have, and you have, uh, I actually, I actually don't know um, like what your studies are when it comes to this, but I think I'm safe to assume that you, um, you have proper academic study um, in acting. <laughs> Uh, if that's no, I the don't. right term to use. Have you never have you never like went to an acting school or whatever? You just did <laughs> stuff? No, yeah. I just <laughs> I didn't go to a drama school, man. I just kinda like stepped through the door and got an agent <laughs> when I was like fifteen years old. Uh and that's okay. that's another weird thing of like uh kind of like how this is an example of how I was able to enjoy the learning aspect of wrestling more than I was the acting aspect because I stepped into the door of acting with no acting experience. The only kind of drama I did was in school and that is it. Nobody taught me how to do a thing. And you're um, also doing but, school plays. <laughs> that was great. Sorry, nah, nah, this guy over here. Um, but but then when I'm doing that, and I get this agent. And so in my mind, it's they've just told me that which is I know I now obviously realize it was wrong, but in my mind my thought was, oh, so I don't need to go to drama school. In a way, there's nothing that I need to learn mm-hmm. because I've got an agent. I got one, and then like I got like a, I got a big play uh, at the Young Vic called Blackter uh, in like 2012, which like I'm in this play with people who have been on TV. Like uh, there's there's a popular show that was on E4 called Phone Shop and the character called Jawain, whose name is Javon Prince, his real name. And like, I'm in this play that has six actors. I'm one of the six actors. He's one of those actors who's on TV. Another one was in this film. I forgot the name of the film. It's just lost me. But these are like successful actors. And I'm in the play with them. This guy that didn't go to drama school and has been acting for a few years. That must mean I am great at this. Mm-hmm. And so I never, ever tried to get better. I never, ever tried to improve on my acting skills i just thought all i've got to do is just rock up to auditions and i'll get a role and then that's it and then i I quickly learned as i got unhappier (laughs) with my career that like hmm 
I, I didn't even I, I, there was a moment where I wasn't even putting two, two, two together as to why I wasn't like feeling happy with my career and like not getting certain roles um, and then it just kind of came together near the very end I was like well yeah because I'm the same level of actor that I was at 15 at the age of you know 25 so <laughs> of course there isn't going to be any upward uh, upward uh, movement in my career but you needed but that. Then they came the thing of you need. Sorry, I'm saying that you needed that uh, maturity to see that you're not going to be able to see that at 15, especially when you're getting um, all these opportunities that in your eyes were all that you needed. I presume. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. I kept, and then, and that still kept happening all the way through. Like, no, I wasn't getting like crazy roles or anything. But then, even when I'd be getting like recalls and callbacks for auditions, and I'd be getting like to the final. F- three or something like that but i'd never get the role that always told me that ah, it's probably something in terms of how i look but i'm a great actor that's why i got that far like oh i nearly got the role in a transformers movie that must mean i'm good again i don't mm-hmm. need to do any training but the, the the difference between acting and wrestling for me and this would be different for other people was that again i didn't have the passion for it the way i did for wrestling i didn't have the passion if I did have the passion, I'd want to learn and train and get better. And that just wasn't in me to do that. Whereas for wrestling, one of the most enjoyable things for me is the training part, is the learning part, is the getting better part that like, um, so like when it came to acting, like, you know, I, I just, again, like when, when, if you were to like, your your original point was kind of to talk about how maybe my acting helps with my wrestling. You know, I was using wrestling, arguably, to help with my acting. I'd be using, like, promos that I'd be seeing or backstage skits that I'd be seeing Jericho or The Rock doing, and that would influence how I'd act and ways that I'd approach acting. So really, it was all, like, upside down in terms of that. And then, so, like, it just came to the point where, uh, we're just going into my acting career, but, like, I stopped acting uh, officially, I want to say 2018. And what did it was, I went to an audition. I was underprepared in terms of knowing the lines. I was running late. I went into the audition space. And I. it was one of the few times, it has happened, but it was one of the few times that I left knowing that I had done a bad audition. But the difference was this time, is that I didn't care. And it was at that point that I realized that I didn't care that I was like, all right, it's time for me to stop. It's time for me to stop acting. It's done. Did you have that in mind when uh, your first match in front of a crowd is for progress? I'm sure you like, we're seeing everyone else having to like uh, learn and have their first matches where in, in environments where the, there wasn't a lot of pressure and stuff. And here you are um, being put in, in a, not only like, it wasn't just a progress show. It was like a freedoms, the freedoms road project, which was something that they were doing um, in a, um, like they they had a plan or they wanted to give a bit of a um like a, a platform to it i guess um and i i'm presuming that you had to say the same things to yourself which is the idea that um you don't want to make the same mistakes here now that you're starting um in what a lot of people uh, consider a big stage 
and you consider that as well, I'm sure you don't want to uh, have the same attitude here that you had towards acting at the time. Do you remember <laughs> when I was crying like a little bitch <laughs> the day of my first match? Yes. I uh, So I wa- I'm walking to the venue, to the dome. And as soon as I step into the venue, I start crying. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the first two people I see are Candy Floss and Shakara. So it's like, of course, of course, the first two people that see me crying, like being a, a, a mess, are the two youngest people <laughs> on the roster. Um, but then I saw you and, you know, and in, in, in the toilet, <laughs> as I was in the toilet, and I, as I went to the toilet to wipe my eyes away. And it's just kind of like, that's just the thing of like, I don't know if you you have any memories of that um, vividly, but like it was just that thing of how much it meant to me and how much I couldn't believe that it was happening and how nervous I was of all of this happening. I remember us, us having this conversation, yeah. Um, like now that you're mentioning it, like, yes. Um, I don't remember the, the bathroom though, but I do remember um, how, how emotional you were that day and we having a conversation about like, um, just basically like you were feeling the pressure, which is, which is normal. Um, and, and I guess I was having a conversation with Simon, I think, I think it's, uh, um, the, the learn the ropes, uh, with Simon, where we talk about being nervous right before, uh, wrestling and how, um, I, I rarely feel that, but I think people sometimes confuse feeling nervous with feeling that something is important to you. Um, and like that. I could totally see how important that moment was to you. And obviously at the same time, the pressure you were putting on yourself to not screw up in this thing that is totally a, it's it's something that you've never done before, right? Like the nervousness goes away when it's something that you have some experience in because you know what you're getting yourself into, right? It's still important. It still means a lot to you as a wrestler, but um in my case, that's why the nervousness goes away. I, I gain my confidence through knowing that I I know what I'm doing out there, right? You, you On that day, you didn't, right? On that day, you were like, I had no idea what you were getting yourself into because you never, it's something that you literally haven't done before and it's going to be the first time you're going to do it. Therefore, you're going to have that, um, that level of, of emotion to it. And it was really important to you. And I think everyone knows right now, even without listening to this conversation right but everything else that you you've said already and maybe the private conversation we had as well how important this is for you and how important that moment was for you i um i one thing i remember saying because i was still like my eyes were still watery even after i went to the toilet to try and get rid of it i remember saying to people if people saying like if when people saying you're right or what's wrong i remember saying i'm just really happy and, and I think that's the other thing that like puts everything in, into like how I was feeling that day. I, I couldn't believe that I was there, but also I was so happy that I was. And in terms of putting the nerves on you, it's, it's, it's a combination of how you look at what that situation was, like you said. Um, and you just think that like, man, this company I'm about to wrestle for, they're affiliated with WWE. Like, that's what I'm telling myself. So I'm making it even grander than maybe even was at the time. But I'm just making this, in in my mind, think this is such a bigger deal. So that obviously that made it worse for the nerves. But it just made me even happier and like in shock that that was happening. 
And like, again, wrestling is nothing makes me more emotional than wrestling. As anybody can see from any clip of me wrestling every five matches, I'm crying. So like that, that, that moment will always stick to me as, as like how I literally couldn't control the emotions of walking into the venue, forget actually stepping into the ring and wrestling, just the actual walking into the venue and the fact that I'm walking into the venue to have a professional wrestling match after dreaming about doing it my entire life. It just couldn't, it couldn't have been any better. And it's why also I sympathize or empathize with anybody else who has jitters or nerves because I, I've done it. I've, it. I've been there and maybe they won't believe that I've been there. But like, <laughs> I think about myself that day and I'm like, man, I was there, man. I was not good. So if you're feeling any kind of way, I have been exactly where you were. And I, I, I guess it kind of, I hope it helps if people hear that I was an absolute wreck because I might come off as very confident or this, that, and the other, or like, I don't sweat a lot of stuff, but, and people should know that like, you know, it, it the nerves are were there and the emotions were there and they are there for me still kind of to this day. If there's a lesson to be learned from this conversation that we had is that you get from life what you put into it. Your JMO dedicated a lot of time to his own development even before beginning his wrestling training and obviously the results have paid off. The undisputed British Cruiserweight Champion will be back on the David Francisco podcast. There's another Learn the Ropes edition that I have with him where he goes into general advice and tips that he gives. So he'll be back here. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any editions. Please give a rating if you haven't yet. That's really helpful and I would love to get your feedback. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>